Action Park Media. All right, so I had the absolute delight of chatting to Charles Clay. He is an inner peace coach and works with childhood trauma. This episode is so good because I have (laughs) so many aha moments about my own journey Traumas that I haven't dealt with, how it presents and my people-pleasing, my perfectionism, and uh, realizing I need to sit in my feminine energy a little bit, and I'm sure as many of you are overachievers, you will learn that too. Uh, Beautiful chat, beautiful story, wonderful human, and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this. This is Pretty Depressed with Charles Clay. So I guess the best place to start is probably how did you get into this work? You've mentioned a little bit online that you had a bit of an addiction with weed yourself, with bringing up depression and anxiety. So I'm curious, did you need this kind of work and then found yourself in a leadership role? Absolutely. Yeah, I had to learn the hard way. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. So, how did that? Yeah. How did that kind of come about? Were you like, I healed myself in some ways. I should give this gift on. Absolutely. It was not an easy journey, as it's you know the the biggest challenges and initiations often yield the biggest lessons and blessings. And so, it was um, a challenging path, but I learned the hard way to get to help teach people an easier way. So that's been a, an added benefit to making it through these initiations. And, um, you know, my story kind of began early on. I think a lot of people can relate to the abandonment wound. And, you know. I've got uh, it in a highlighter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is, you know, mom or dad. In my case, it was mom um, and dad got divorced and mom left when I was four. And I remember it so vividly, you know, one of my first memories of her leather coat I could smell and, and remember the, the color lipstick she was wearing and knelt down and told me that she was leaving and not sure when she would see us again. And so for a four-year-old, that's a pretty potent experience with a lot of emotions and, and um, you know, we're not taught how to deal with, with this stuff, especially that young. So um, I just remember this terrible feeling of like, you know, a piece of me getting lost felt like, you know, and not knowing when I would get to see her again. And so that carried on later on down the road to, you know, there's some decisions I made about myself then that, wow, I must not be lovable enough, or I must, it must be my fault that my parents are getting divorced, right? We take these things personally, it's irrational, And as an adult, it's easy to see that that's, you know, silly and nonsense, yet it's real and very visceral for, you know, that four-year-old. And so fast forward, um, you know, I got to see her again and she met a new boyfriend and they moved into this town uh, called Preston, Washington, which is a little tiny town. And it was like this opened up this new opportunity for just some of the most vivid, um, joyous memories that I can, I can recall, you know, from we would spend time with dad, he's the disciplinarian kind of putting us to work all the time. And then we go to mom's and we got to just play and like, you know, BMX biking. I remember going across the street and just meeting a boy petting his dog. And I was like, 
four or five years old and just said hi. And then we became best friends and started a biker gang on BMXs and and had, uh, you know, the full on like tree fort with Scorpions logo and all the things. So super vivid childhood memories. And, and then fast forward, my mom suffered from depression and alcoholism and smoking. And so, you know, I remember uh, one day dad picked us up from baseball and I was probably, you know, 10 years old and he pulled the car over and I knew something was really wrong. Like I could just tell that um, something happened and he stopped and was silent for a while. And then told us that um, mom had died. And so to get that information as a 10 year old, man, it felt like I was just getting hit over and over in the gut with a baseball bat. Like it was just this devastating feeling of loss. And, you know, next, I remember sitting at my own mom's funeral next to my brother, trying so hard not to cry. And trying to hold back these tears because of these beliefs I'd picked up from older kids I hung out with that, you know, you got to be strong, can't show weakness, guys can't cry, this type of nonsense that, you know, I resisted that emotion so much that down the road, this was uh, layer by layer had to be felt and healed. And in that each layer, I um, received some, some really important blessings and some lessons through that. And ultimately have come to a a great awareness and a deeper understanding of life because I've been so close to death. And so, um, you know, that was the first initiation into this work and this journey. And of course, you know, when those subconscious beliefs are still running, then they'll show up in our reality and our experience. And for me, that was, you know, I'm off to college, Washington State University, meet my college sweetheart, fall in love, or, you know, live in a highlight reel. Like everything is, mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, in vivid HD when you're in, in your first love. Right. And so of course, a year later, um, circumstantially we had to, to split up. She ended up breaking up with me cause she didn't want to do the long distance thing. And so I was heartbroken again and thought I'd be fine. Just moved on. And, uh, and then I started noticing this pattern right? Like fast forward uh, years later, fall in love again. And uh, within a year, she, she left me. And so it was this real strong reflection of, Hey, what's going on here that I keep getting my heart broken. And it's coming back, pointing back to this abandonment wound that hadn't been healed. And so that's what inspired this work and the inner peace process that I now share, which is such a blessing because it's like able to reparent and go to the place within myself that needed the most love, support, and safety. So it started with that four-year-old. And I remember the first time doing this work and like connecting with that four-year-old boy, he was like arms crossed. Little Charles was like pissed. He's like, you abandoned me too. You know, I've just been disconnected from that part of me. And so Rightfully so, you know, you just had back against the wall, didn't want to talk to me. And, and I would just keep checking on him in a meditative state in this process. And eventually, you know, he, he would come around and we'd have an interaction and, and get to, uh, you know, unpack some of these feelings that 
that he had and get to share some tears with him and, and um, connect with, yeah, go ahead. I want to jump in just because for some people who may not be following what you mean about talking to your inner child, mm-hmm. I just want to, in case they're yeah. like, kill my ass. And you're right. saying in a meditative state, are you doing this with a therapist as a guided thing, like as an exercise, just yeah. kind of on your own? Just sorry, just to interrupt in case people are like, what is he casting spells? How is he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. I worked with um, therapists. I've worked with uh, a lot of experience in um, the gestalt process and a number of other uh, healers that I intuitively been called to, um, including plant medicines and meditation that allowed me to connect with these younger parts of ourselves. And it's essentially like, you know, um, a lot of it is imagination, you know, which Einstein knew imagination is more important than knowledge, you know, is it's where everything begins from. And so using imagination, visualization, you can connect with these parts of yourself again Mm -hmm. and see that they essentially, those, those parts of us want to be rescued. They're like still stuck in these loops and these experiences And in this process, we get to do just that and, you know, hold space for them, get to be the parent for, be the person and the support that they felt like they didn't have in those situations. Mm -hmm. And so it's fascinating. And the reason it's so effective is because finally it allows us to like feel and move through and release the energy that was being resisted then. It's like, we don't get to outrun these emotions. You know, in my case, grief and anger were some of the primary emotions that I wasn't letting myself feel back then that I got to now through this process. And in that, uh, frees up a lot of energy. So it gets to be really exciting. It's like on the other end of a good cry is, you know, a lot of clarity and liberation and joy, right? So it's the the contrast of the two that, that makes it so rich. And so on top of that, through this process, it's like you get to connect with your younger self and understand what beliefs and decisions were made about yourself then. And so, like I mentioned, in my case, it was, wow, I must not be good enough to keep the one I love around or, you know, love has to equal pain or um, it's, it's my fault that this isn't working out. Right. So these are huge things to take on as a child. And So this process is beautiful because you literally get to like pull those like weeds and connect also with a higher self, uh, older, wiser version of yourself that allows you to bring in some deeper wisdom, some deeper truth. And um, then we get to embody that. And it is a game changer in reality shift, like really quick when we release these internal blocks. And that was my experience Um, from doing this work. I just noticed like, um, you know, more money coming into my experience, more um, richer relationships. I was able to call in my queen that I'm now married to and have children with. And like that, it was like dream after dream after dream just started coming true after releasing these internal blocks and those subconscious beliefs. And so that's what inspired all of this because it worked so well for me. And I was in such a, you know, a nose in the dirt for so long that uh, I just knew I could help accelerate that for people. And so that's been um, my, my dharma and my path. Um, and now it's just the beginning. <laughs> yeah, so cool. I mean, there's so much going through my head of like very similar things to you. I think as an adult, um, some of that un 
you know, unaddressed childhood trauma presents, like I've almost swung the other way where I have a need for control of certain things to limit unpredictability. I have uh, perfectionism tendencies. If I'm so good and so perfect, you won't leave. You have to Mm -hmm. like, yeah. And so it um, presents as sort of people pleasing. And I had sort of written a few questions to ask you selfishly, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. in, in that vein, like I think I'm at a place of probably the awareness of it and where I have the block is sort of that next step. Like, okay, I'm aware that some of these isms that I do are as a protection layer of result of things that are unaddressed. What is kind of people's next step? If they've got the awareness, is it going through something like you and and actually doing that work to address the inner child? Or yeah, what would be your advice to someone in my position? Yeah, it's a great question because I feel like a lot of people are in that place where they are aware that, wow, I'm keep, I keep getting triggered by these things that happen and it's so uncomfortable and frustrating or there's these common denominator emotions Yeah, and it doesn't seem to go away until we go to the source of it to resolve it and heal it for ourselves. And so this is just the most um, potent, powerful, and easeful process that I've discovered and, and cultivated, created that that it works really well because I guide people through it and then they get an experiential healing from it. And so they get a taste of what's possible by freeing up this energy and releasing these subconscious beliefs. And then um, I give them the take-home version of it. So now after you experience it um, a few times, then you can take this step-by-step process with you for the rest of your life. And then it gets to be really interesting because anytime you get triggered, right? Um, it's usually our loved ones and, you know, that know how to put, push our buttons and stuff. And so when we get triggered, just a little caveat, if all humans took five seconds of deep breathing, every time we got triggered, we would probably have world peace by now. <laughs> but instead we tend to react and the, the gloves come on, we get into ego, fight or flight, defensive mode, and it's a battle of who's right, who's wrong. And, and so this recognizing that when we use a great tool, it's right under our nose, like breath. And I offer, you know, some, some really powerful breath techniques that allows you to slow things down and recognize, you know, I can respond to this in a way that actually serves me instead of just reacting. And so slowing down that process is key first. And then, um, you know, for, for those listening, really a, a great place to start to answer your question is asking questions that are very potent because one, it takes your mind off of the old default negative programs Mm-hmm. that have been, you know, installed. It's like Windows 2007 yeah, still right. running in the, in the brain, right? And those are the defensive patterns and stuff. So instead, it's like, cool, take a deep four-second inhale, exhale for eight seconds, watch as your nervous system calms, and then ask some important questions. And this gives your mind um, a task, just like a, a Labrador dog you play fetch with, right? It's like, oh yeah, I can get that and come back. The mind is excited to take care of these tasks. So when you ask questions, it's, it's um, like a heat seeking missile looking for answers instead of going to default programs. So the important questions are one, how is this happening for me? And this is a big one because this can instantly take us out of victim mode, 
which is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening to me again. This is so awful. And that's, you know, like the blame game. We usually go down that path. So instead it's like, okay, how is this happening for me? And that's a powerful question because then your mind can start uh, being receiving answers to, okay, there are some lessons in this and some blessings that I can use and, and move forward with growth. And the second question is, what are those lessons? What are the blessings that can come from this? And so the third question is, what gets to change? Like what in my life or my habits or the way I'm showing up wants to shift and change? And it might be something micro, you know, like, oh, wow, I'm recognizing that when I drink alcohol, I'm saying a lot of things that I don't mean. And then I'm having to repair some of those ruptures in my relationship, right? That's just one example of many, right? That, um, or I'm on Instagram and social media too much and I'm not being present with my family, right? Like these are the pings, like the answers that will come intuitively. And those things, when you honor that intuition, boy, things can shift really fast. When you get that intuitive hit, and you say yes to that and make those shifts and changes, mm-hmm. it's every time you say yes to your intuition, you're saying yes to your soul, to a uh, connection to a higher power. And you improve that relationship with your intuition and your soul. So it gets to be really exciting. And that's usually the, the quiet voice that's um, offering you excitement about novelty too and trying new things, you know? So say yes to those. And yeah, Go ahead. No, I was just going to repeat those questions because I lost mm-hmm. the second one. It's uh, why is this happening for me? Yep. How How's this happening for me? How's this happening for me? And what are the lessons and blessings that I am to receive through this? Yeah. And then what needs to change? Yep. Yeah. And that's a great place to start. You, you can use your breath like a, you know, one of your Batman utility belt tools that you have yeah. first and foremost. I've got two triggered. tabs open right now. One that's <laughs> listening to you and one that's doing the work in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well done. So yeah. like, those questions. not working great because I'm like, I don't know what needs to change, but I'll marinate on it at a later mm-hmm. day. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's a great example because they don't get impatient because the answers might not come instantaneously. Yeah. Um, especially if you're in a heightened state of fight or flight, it's, it's harder to access those, yeah. and, I think those that, answers. For me at the moment, it's, it's just more career focused. I think I'm mm-hmm. kind of like strangling some opportunities and I feel like I'm doing everything right. So when it comes to the, what needs to change my arrogance or ego is like, well, you're doing it perfectly. So I don't yeah. know. <laughs> so I always so, need to, Yeah. So here's an intuitive okay. uh, answer that I can share with you and you can tell me if it resonates or not. Okay. So, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. There is um, the doing, right? Mm-hmm. Which is our masculine aspect, which is like, yeah, we got to show up all the things for business and to get the needle moving and all the success goals we want, right? Yep. And then there's the being, which is the receptivity, the feminine aspect of our energy, right? We all have this within us, right? And so if you're caught in the doing a lot, and even when you go to rest, 
the mind is still going through the get to do lists and all the things that need to get done. And For any of you who can't see this because it's an audible <laughs> platform, we're grinning. We're grinning at each other because <laughs> I, is good and he knows exactly that he's speaking directly to my soul in this. I'm going, mm-hmm, yes, good, I, yes. I'm nailing it on the head. Huh? <laughs> totally. And so, what's what I want you to recognize or just be open to is yeah. that when you have done all this doing and this output. And that energy wants to come back to you by law, right? In all the beautiful ways, the money, the cool opportunities, the, you know, amazing new relationships, all these things want to come back to you. But if we're still in the masculine all the time doing, then we can't fully receive the magic, the blessings, the, all the cool opportunities, the top shelf opportunities, the, the funk, yes, I call them opportunities that want to come in. They're like close to coming in, but we can pinch them off by too much doing, like too much of the masculine energy doesn't allow us to fully receive all that we've put out that wants to come back to us. Does that make sense? That does make sense. And I think um, my masculine energy is obviously very strong because even in saying that, I know that to me to sit and receive would involve guilt and um, self, you know, negative self-talk of you're lazy and you every Mm -hmm. minute should be spent. So yeah, that's, I think I really do struggle to sit in that feminine energy. I'm very driven, very goal oriented and and I guess because it's all based in fear that if it doesn't work out like, a, yeah, so, right. yeah. So, so yeah. one, there's, you mentioned guilt and that's worth taking a look at and diving into. And that's something, you know, we take through the inner peace process because yeah. there's gold, there's gold that lies there for you of where the root of that's coming from. And what's interesting too, is that guilt is one of those emotions that when we resist it, it just persists and it'll usually show up as pain. Because guilt is followed by punishment, and it's a self-punishment that ends usually results in pain. And it could be physical pain, emotional pain, um, different ways that that can manifest and show up in the body. And so it's there's some gold in that for you. And um, just imagine like a little adding a little vacation vibration to your life yeah. of allowing yourself to just chill in a hammock or uh, Epsom salt bath. And just be knowing that you have just crushed your get to do list and all these things, all this output that you've been putting out, um, allowing all that to come back to you can be really fun and exciting because the, the universe works in mysterious ways. So it can, you know, it's like one output might come back as something totally different and Though that can come back as new income streams, as new opportunities, partnerships, all kinds of fun, exciting things. And it can come back to you as a really inspiring idea, right? It's like, when do we usually get our most inspired ideas? In the the shower, right? While you're just being and cleansing uh, or in the bath or on a walk. Like these are the, the yin aspects of things where we're just being and there's... We're turning off the the doing for a moment to enjoy the receptivity. And that's when these great ideas or epiphanies or, you know, the, the next idea of the coolest step to do in your business now, it can help a lot of people. And mm-hmm. then when that lands and you get that inspiring idea, then pass the baton 
to the masculine energy and take that into the world, right? Like take your action step with that. And then you can incorporate this beautiful dance within you of these two energies, right? If it's a little lopsided, um, I get a lot of clients that deal with that are struggling with the same thing, burnout, you know, adrenal fatigue, all these things. Yeah. And, and, or their right side will be like a tight side, like the aches, pains, injuries kind of start showing up on the right side of the body. Oftentimes this is the masculine side. And, and so it's just your body's intelligence sharing with you, Hey, there's, there's a way you can balance this and allow for more ease and harmony. And in that it's going to open up so many more possibilities in your life and so much more abundance, more fun, just by receiving it all. And so a lot of people can relate to this because there's so many doers and it makes Good. sense. That makes me feel a little totally. bit of, I'm like, you are ah, I like not alone. entirely in masculine energy. And I pride myself on it, that I'm a yeah. doer and I'm a hard worker. Like I attach my identity to it a lot. So Makes total sense, right? Because in yeah. our society, that gets a huge badge. Oh, you're yeah. a hard worker. You've been just, you know, burning the midnight oil, working so hard. Wow, I'm really proud of you, right? Like that's what gets accolades. That's yeah. what um, people have been trained to receive our appreciation and acknowledgement and validation from. And so it's no, it's no wonder that a lot of people experience the same, you know, need for masculine energy on a consistent basis where we're missing out on the full receptivity of what wants to come into your experience. It's like, we're pinching that off from ourselves. Yeah. I'm curious if like, I didn't have, I'm a very female dominant family. And I just wonder if like not having any or much actual masculine men, father figure, masculine energy has kind of maybe swung a pendulum in a slight way as well. Um, but I know it's not, it's not gender we're speaking about here. We're just talking about right. those qualities and stuff. I'm just like, oh, it's interesting that I come from a family of women who are very in their masculine energy, like right. a genetic thing too, I'm sure at some level. Um, sure. <laughs> uh, okay. I know I'm almost done with you and we've entirely talked about me. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but no, it's great. Very helpful. Um, I did want to ask a, a little bit about, um, energetic hygiene practices, because it's something you talk about. I think it's a great little tidbit to sort of end on for people, because I think, you know, 2023, we talk a little bit more about protecting your energy or we're a little bit more aware of energy vampires in your life, people sucking energy. Um, I don't know if we're as equipped of the idea of how to protect our energy. Um, I've noticed mine is a limited resource. I'm great in the morning and just shit at night. Um, So yeah, do you have any, uh, without giving away all your tips and tricks, to which I know you have many of, a couple of things that people could work on to practice good energy uh, hygiene? Absolutely, yes. And I would love to give some tips and some (laughs) practices. In fact, Um, for those listening, there's a free gift and this is one of my favorite practices. I've been doing this for over a decade. It's, it's called the, um, guided alignment activation. And this is a way to reclaim your full sovereign chi. I call it. And sovereign chi is like full governance of your own life force energy so that you're filling up each and every cell with your own energy so much so that you're overflowing and there's no room for anything else. 
And this is that feeling when you feel totally sovereign, free, you know, and you're liberated within your own being and you can take inspired action from that place and create some real um, amazing things in the world because it's a good quality of energy. And now reality is we get intertwined and, uh, you know, quantum entanglements and energetic entanglements with other people, right? We take on others' energy. Um, this happens a lot of times in second chakra. This is like second chakra initiation. That's where a lot of our sexual energy, our emotional capacity, as well as our creative womb. And so if we're lacking creativity, if we're um, not feeling charged sexually, um, or there's some emotional blocks that can be some of the second chakra initiation, but we don't need to go too in depth to that because I love to teach through experiential learning. Okay. So there's a free gift. Um, try the 22 minute alignment activation and it's a great clearing of any energy you've taken on. That's not yours, reclaiming your own power, your own energy. And from that place, you know, it's working if it feels really good. And so it's, okay, it's super simple. It's some breath techniques for clearing the first three chakras and some simple movements and visualization to allow you to, to really create some magic in your life. And so it's great for a good morning ritual. It's okay. amazing for, um, you know, anytime you're feeling stuck or, you know, lost your creative mojo, um, you can use this to get unstuck. So it's a great tool to have. Will you um, send it to me so that I can like link it? Yeah, um, absolutely with the episode on social? I'm going to do it it's now. On, yeah, it's on charlesclay.coach. Um, you just scroll to the bottom. As soon as you subscribe at the bottom, you'll get that free gift. Try it out. See how well it works for you. And then when you get that experience where it feels so good, you just feel like you've cleared a lot of energy and baggage you've been holding, that is home base. That is our natural state of inner peace, right? And so when we just get used to it not being that, <laughs> then we accept that as the standard. So it's great to have this practice that allows you to come to home base, reclaim your full sovereignty, and then create from that space and a lot of magic can happen in your world. Love that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Hey, I know that like myself, I'm like, I need to be a student. Uh, where can people find you and sort of what is the best approach? Because I know that you do kind of one-on-one -on -one coaching. You post a lot yeah. of things on social for kind of programs you're doing. So what is the best way for people to check things out? Yeah, charlesclay.coach is the easiest. Um, you'll see all my offerings there. Get that free gift at the bottom. And uh, the same for those of you on Instagram, charlesclay.coach. Um, TikTok, you can find me there too. And I'm happy to connect. So, you know, if, if you're going through something or any of this resonates, shoot me a DM. I'm happy to dive in deeper on this work because it's, it's such an honor to get to share this. And there's so many more self-healing tools, ways to heal naturally. There's people healing from cancer, from um, tons of diseases. And so it's, there's so much available and we oftentimes forget that we are our own greatest healers and nobody knows your body, your mind, your soul, like you. And so these are all great ways to improve that experience of knowing thyself. So beautiful. Hey, thank you so much. I'm <laughs> so many exciting things. I'm so glad that we can. <laughs> Um, yeah, thank you so much. And I'm, I know that most of my audience is from New Zealand, so they can connect with you, hopefully at a reasonable Beautiful. hour, everyone listening. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> all good. Yeah, I work with different time zones. I have clients all over the world. Yeah, so it's great. Awesome. Cool. Oh, thank you, Charles. I really appreciate it. Yeah, peace. Peace.